Welcome to the Tortoiseus Podcast. I am your host, Mark Morell, and joining me shortly will be my partner, Shane Wells, and may or may not be joining us as a guest. We don't know yet. And without further ado, your opening. Welcome to episode six of the Tortoiseus Podcast. I am your host, Park Perel, and with me as always is... Shane Wells. And joining us once again is Harrison Spencer. Hello. Yes, we have a wonderful episode in store for you. Last episode was amazing. I suggest you watch it. Kind of a sleeper hit. Kind of picks up in the second half. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They came back with a force. Not to say don't watch the beginning, but you know. It is it is pretty wildin', bruh. But we got a wonderful episode in store for you. A little two-parter type thing where the first half is going to be about one subject and the second half is going to be about another. But for the first half, we're going to talk about anthropology. And Shane will try to talk about geography. But as we all know, anthropology is the superior subject. But this is the main reason we brought Harrison here. He is an anthropology expert. What would you make on the anthropology IB exam? I made a six. That's pretty darn good. Thank you. Uh, with that out of the way, for those who don't know, uh, Harrison, could you explain what anthropology is? Anthropology is a is a humanities subject, mm-hmm. which uh, mm-hmm. there are, it's very interdisciplinary. There are many types, uh, but the one that I specialize in is social and cultural anthropology, which deals with human behaviors in a like large context in the context of societies and in in cultures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree, and there are certain big questions that go along with that. There are certain big anthropological questions yes. that an- anthropologists strive to answer. Yes, like for example, what is culture? What is the meaning of being a person? What does it mean to live in a society? How are we the same and different from each other? Why does anthropology matter? And to what extent is knowing others possible? Aren't those like deep and philosophical? And that's why I chose uh, geography. Yeah, in geography you got what type? What type of mountainous region is this? What? Well, like, is a, is, is this plateau region? Is it? Shall we call this a type of outback? Or because because of its geographic location? We did a lot more climate change stuff than that, I think. Well, you know, since it was, it was, I don't think. If everything is anthropological, could you consider geography a branch of anthropology? No? That's an interesting question. If we, if we debate the theory that everything is anthropological, Anth- I would have to what, say what, that. What's the definition of anthropological? What's, give me the definition. That's a good question. Having to do with yeah. anthropology. Having to do with anthropology, yeah. What, what's, what's the definition of anthropology? Anthropology study of is the study of study of humans and societies, and therefore, wouldn't it be geography a concept that humanity created? Human geography. Human geography. Did you guys do human geography? 
Duh. Yeah, it was very. It, it was uh, very I just didn't know which based. which type of geography. But, I mean, you can't. You can't. Know. You can't how, how do you relate like physical like mountains to? Well, because we're the ones Earth. who coined those terms. There's humanity in everything that we do. That's well, like that's a the geography. Most stupid ass thing. I'm, I'm sorry for. Oh wow, wow. We're gonna get demonetized that, now. That because like, so we can't. Everything's anthropological because the word mountain came out of our mouth. Well, you're the you're the person who's supposed to inform us on how the mountains relate to the humans. As yeah, the, but you have failed. Geography. You have failed to do it, so. It's not human geography. You are bringing shame to your your entire. I geography, geography is not human geography. It's you're, you're the one geography. who got flipping Crayola crayons and like on their exam and got to like draw with colored pencils on their. Uh, we exam. did not. We had to, to write. Draw. We had to write like. Like adults, we had to want, we had to recreate the positive <laughs> feedback loop. Did, did they tear out a picture? And of that's like what a the pencils book? were for. No, and like we're like finish this Hello Kitty drawing. I probably it was wrote easy. Ten pages in paper one and paper but two. But I think I, something okay. that you have to realize geography relates to. I feel like it relates to more than this stupid mm. Uh, mm. anthropology. Mm. I mean, it's all about the because, like, yeah. I feel like, I don't know, I'm not going to diss on it too hard because I feel like these are, like, very much related. Because, like, and one of our topics was, like, leisure and, like, sports. And, like, a lot of it had to do with, like, how, like, societies, like, build, like, these things. Like, just, like, the Olympics, you know, how... That sounds awfully awfully anthropological I think I think anthropology sounds awfully geographical. So... Yeah, see. Well, how's yeah. that possible? Well, we all know that geography is a branch of anthropology. Ge- everything that comes out of the human, like human intuition, is all is all based on your surroundings. It's all based on the geography of your location. It's all based on, you know, what's around you. I think that I think that's what I think you maybe you Ge- should geogra- like that anthropology is geographical. N- well, here's the thing: <laughs> Geo- <laughs> your anthropology is determined by your geography, but your geography is determined. By anthropology. By how? Yeah, what do you mean? Because people went there. Why? Because of the geography. But why is the geography that way? It's kind of like... Why is the geography ge- that way? Yeah, why is the geography that because way? Because the earth goes, moves and, and it cracks. Goes, well, bruh. No, no dirt. What does that son. have to do with humans then? What's that have to do with anthropology? Because how do we study that? Every, it's like a big circle. You could say like, what came first, the chicken and the egg? How do, how we do you study? Oh, how do you study that? Yeah, how do you study like it's geography? Geography. That's what you. That's how you study. Uh, what even uh, is geography? What What do you guys do though? Do y'all just sit around and be like, you know, that's a tributary? Yeah, let's let's write that down as true. That's a four. That's a fjord. Well, while we're while we're <laughs> analyzing pictures of uh, of Indian women working in their works in their workspace and talking being about discriminated against social mobility, you're just like, you know what? This river delta, mm. it, it is in a mm. low human region. No, we talked. A, we talked more. That's what I'm telling you. That's what you, I don't think you're realizing. We talked more just about the human aspect of geography rather than just. We had like one little unit where it was like uh, like mountains, but it was volcanoes. That's the only thing we like looked at. Like that was actually geogra- like actually like what you think of when you think geography. But that, that's pretty lame. Mm-hmm. That's pretty lame. That, that's yeah. like the only thing useful from that class is like. I'm taking geography. one of these because you're all our buttholes. <laughs> I don't want this class at uh, this class. This is our TED Talk. Uh, this podcast is seem like we're making fun of Shane. We're not. 
Geography yeah. is a respected science. It's all right. I think it's a very res- I think anthropology is respected science. So it's I- just geography is kind of mid when you compare it to studying, anthropology. Studying anthropology seems a lot more harder to grasp upon than geography, though. I feel like geography, you can kind of... I'm not saying that's an issue. I'm just saying that, like, you think, you know, you think of geography, you can look at a map, you can study a map, but anthropology is all about people, so it's kind of hard to... I agree. Yeah. It's like anthropology is bound to the medium of written word of two ethnographies. I mean, there are occasionally graphs and pictures and photographic evidence related to that, but mainly the the literature is all based in writing, which I think limits it as a... But as a... Like, fundamentally, that's what it is. Like, it can't really change the medium. I thought it was very interesting how... And that's a good point, Harrison. How in anthropology, it's writing about humanities, but detached from humanity, you know? Mm-hmm. Because you're not allowed to have, like, bias. One of the core principles is you have to be an outside observer. Yeah, you, you can't intermingle with the environment. You yourself do not have an identity when you are interviewing mm-hmm. others' identity. So, very interesting to see. It's like, you're a, it's like you have to be a big balloon in the sky. Yes, which, big balloons, that's awfully uh, geographical, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, y'all like balloons, like the Chinese weather balloon. We did talk about weather balloons quite a lot. That's all geography, geographical. That thing is so funny. But another big thing that anthropology has going for it is ethnographies. I love these things. You remember these ethnographic models? I have my ISN out right now, looking at Vin Maggie. How are we the same, and how are we different from each other? It's very interesting to see. Uh, do you remember the Vin Maggie story? Uh, I do, I do. Would you like? It's very interesting. Would you like no, to? I, I don't. I don't know anything about you. Give me, give me some insight, Enlighten please. Enlighten Shane on. His enlightenment. All right. So, when Maggie was a an anthropologist who studied in, um, I believe it was Pakistan. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was Kashmir. In, in Pakistan, yes. And she she studied these women in this one village, and how their lives were dictated sort of on the men's perception of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's this one pregnant woman, who, and she couldn't get into the supply closet to get the medical supplies that she needed for, because she was about to give birth. Because no, there was no men around in the village at the time. And uh, that's all right, Parker. Yeah. She couldn't get around, and there is a, a friend of hers, or just somebody she was observing, had a little baby, clearly, like, dying, and she couldn't do anything about it. And she was trying to interfere, and it led to the baby dying, correct? It, the, the fact that she didn't interfere because of the principles of an anthropologist, yeah. the, it led to the baby dying. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to see like how detached and the sacrifice you have to have for anthropology. But there's also a debate where you're kind of treating it like a zoo, you know? Mm-hmm. Where, like, Which is very a, weird. As an anthropologist, like you can't help out the baby. At all. Mm-mm. You can't, you just have to watch and let it die because it's seen as like interfering. Because that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to study what would happen if you weren't there. Yeah. So it's very hard to weigh in on those situations. And it takes a lot of hubris, you know? Yeah. Whereas geography is a spineless. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I think, yeah. I know, I, I get what you're saying, though. Like, mm-hmm. I, I definitely get what you're saying. But I, I have a question, though. Um, mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Is it how hard is it to like kind of get jobs relating to anthropology? Because like I know like yeah you have to have, but like I don't know does it how many people want to like go around just look at you know groups of people and. I think most of the anthropology. I'm not an expert on this because I have no clue. I have my masters on the other hand. Yeah, like what 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 is an anth what does an anthropologist do? I guess I feel that's like kind of what I'm the main source of. Um, work for anthropologists is probably in education, if you study anthropology. Uh, yeah, that's, right. yeah, that's what I was Improve thinking. theories and theorems and study people for theories and theorems and history books and whatever. Just but I'm sure they get, like, grants and stuff for field work and ethnographies. Oh, yeah, they have. To. Yeah. Otherwise, that would be the point. Looking at, flipping through the, the Galan sisters. That was very interesting to see. Like, these two sisters from Oaxaca. Oaxaca, Mexico. Oaxaca, Mexico. And this was a very interesting concept to me, like tourism, because I'd have to show you the picture, and I can't show the podcast people the picture, because the podcast, duh. But it's basically these two uh, women, young from, women. young women from Oaxaca, Mexico, positioning themselves like it's a staged photo with pots and a turkey. They're in a workshop of some sort. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like to promote tourism, and it promotes that idea of like, oh, the Americans are coming, let's show them the nice stuff that we got and show how we're traditionally Mexican, even though they might not necessarily dress that way or have a turkey in their thing. But it also shows something interesting because in Oaxaca, they love those smooth, uh, smooth Oaxacan bowls, but yet they sell more of ornate designs like stuff with, like, flowers in them, because that's what Americans want. So it's, like, not necessarily their culture. And everybody's, like, and all the Americans are, like, look at this Oaxacan, Oaxacan bowl, even though it's not really a Oaxacan bowl. They just made it up so that Americans would buy it. So, you know. A big part of anthropology is the hegemony that power structures put over those who aren't in power. Right, yeah. And that's, that's a lot of what we study. That's, like, I would say that every... Every, like, ethnography or any subject that we study in there always related back to the, the power structures. How? This seems very psychological as well. Like, can you say these to... Because I already told you about this, but, like, I read about the, the cargo cults a long time ago, which I thought were, like, super interesting. Cargo like, culture? Cargo cults. Did y'all not talk? I thought you said you talked about them in anthropology. We talked about cargo culture. Cargo culture. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of related to the Galan sisters. Yeah. Like cargo cults are like. So it was Britain. They would. Uh, they went to a few like. Um, I don't remember like the whole background. I don't even know if it was, the UK or where it was exactly. Who who the, they were doing supply drops and like um. Jerry Diamond. Jared Dems. Jared on a, on a indigenous like islands and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the soldiers walked in onto the island, you know, with their guns. Mar- they were marching to deliver like the supply drop, you know, with their guns on their back in front of all these people who have never seen anyone else like in their entire life. You know, they've been living on this island. But then they create an entire religion around just pe- these oh. people, like they um. Like, like they, like, studied them, and they would literally be outside with sticks, and they would be marching around in, like, perfect squares, because that's what they remember, because they brought, 
like uh, those soldiers brought them food, so they were kind of like praising them in a way. Mm. Mm. So it was very interesting, but like I think it's very mm. psychological. Like religion is one of like the most like psychological things I think you can like look at. Maybe anthropological as well. Like that's Definitely. what I'm kind of saying. It's like I feel like they're um those two like go hand in hand very much so like just how people think and how it causes like a culture to develop like a whole new yes. idea anthropology uh, anthropology is very related to the study of like behavior yeah so yeah that that's what sense, I, that's very, very interesting it's very would, yeah. related to psychology well, well, well it does make sense and that's a good point Shane um but it does make sense because psychology is a branch of anthropology. Yeah, that is true. Just a lot of people will say that. Yeah, a lot of yeah, people will. Yeah, I feel like they're just both under the branch of human science, I think. Yeah, just I mean, study of people. human science is the category and the area, if you will, the area of knowledge. But, and here's the main thing I wanted to get in because hey, I know okay. our listeners may not enjoy us just talking about different ethnographers, but anthropolog- uh, anthropology is everything. You can do everything with it. Like, for example, we studied September 10th of last year the famous, uh, the famous ethnography Does Bruno Mars is Gay by Nadoro Allison. That was, a, that was a great ethnography. What? You've never heard of Does Bruno Mars is Gay? No. Let me, allow me to enlighten you by reading a famous excerpt from Does Bruno Mars is Gay. It's Th- very interesting. This... This is a famous, infamous, uh, infamous article. Why is it titled like that? Because it's written by Nadoro Alisson. Uh, we think he's West African, perhaps? And he doesn't have... And we don't think he speaks English that well. But we don't know that for a fact. So, this came out eight years ago. And this is on BrunoMars.us, a show enough website. Like, you can go there and look at it to this day. <clears throat> you want me to read the, the yes, first please. couple paragraphs? <clears throat> All right, sorry, I'm really nervous. Bruno Mars is gay is the most discussed in the media in the few years ago. Even it has been in 2012. But some of the public still curious about what is exactly happening and to be the reason there is a rumor comes out about his gay. One sentence. At that time, he became the massive social networking rumor. The public, especially his fans, are shocked. He just came out with his bad rumor, which is spread massively. This sp- at this time, it's not about his music career, but his bad rumor. The rumor is out about uh, is out of standardized of hoax. According to the last reported, this singer revealed himself as homosexual. Do you still believe or not? This rumor is still really much talked about, even in a person of one of his fans. Exactly what happened. And it's it's really goes back to mm-hmm. like, what does it mean to live in a society, and how, and to what extent can we know each other as people? Yeah. So th- there's always something you can do with that. Like, this is I'm conf- like I'm confused on the relation here. Like, like to what, anthropology. Yeah. Like I like what. What 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 is like yeah what is this like where did this come from where what what is so this? that was just a single post by somebody and we thought it was really funny I don't know how it got brought up maybe Susanna brought it up last year but there's three groups of thinking in anthropology with three things in each so we kind of see it as classifying the world from that post we can determine how he thinks like he said a being homosexual is a bad rumor 
mm-hmm. because it negatively affects his career. Fro- so from that, we can dissect oh, yeah, yeah. stuff about his idea, uh, his ideas about the world, and belonging. How does does Bruno Mars' gay create a sense of belonging in communities? Because it shows the gr- the groups of his fans fighting about his bad rumor, which is that he may or may not be gay. Is he? Uh, no, he's not gay. No, I, I know. Oh. As, as a rhetorical question. As a rhetor- to express one. And I really wanted to use this on the IB exam, but I... I yeah, me too. I was this close because I couldn't think of Vin Maggie's name. Oh, my God. And so I was literally like, I know Nadora Alison, but I don't know Vin Maggie. So I'm just going to... But then I remembered it, like, halfway through. And it, and it shows communication and technology expression. But literally, everything is anthropological. And with that out of the way, Shane will throw some items at us and we'll explain how it's anthropological. Go. Um, no, I didn't see that. Uh, Gosh, so unprofessional. I would say, how is this, how is this remote right here? Well, a TV remote is anthropological in the sense that it allows you to have access to different cultures and societies through the medium of a TV. And as we all know, all right. the remote itself was, the TV remote originated in Hollywood, yes. and it diffused hierarchically because the rich used them because they would just be like, ah, look at this, and could switch it remotely, whereas the common people had to go up and change the TV manually. So they would see rich people not even have to get up to change the channel. They'd be like, I want that. And so they exactly. became more popular and diffused as such. And, and through the medium of TV, it allows you to be an outside observer without any restrictions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, put that in your pipe and smoke it, Brother Bear. Give me something. Give you something? All right. Um, sexism. Or do you want, like, an object? No, sexism is good. So, sexism and relating to geography. Once again, we've... I told you that we geo <laughs> the stuff we learned in geography was very like it was not you know just about the earth and everything but like you can see how sexism like it develops in cultures and like how it leads to the creation of different like um hey hey can I have one yeah you can another this I, is I love these things apparently this is Altoids time yeah. I would probably take up smoking if there it wasn't for Altoids. That is true. But um, they're very curiously strong. Like, we looked at a lot of like radical um stuff that came out of like like a central idea. Like you could look at sexism and like sexist like uh, countries like um uh, in the Middle East. In the Middle East, how like they spread out. He's falling apart. Stop! <laughs> he's losing his cool now. <laughs> it's hard to explain. These are, he's it's, grasping at straws. These spread out and become like... Um, he doesn't have his colored pencils. More <laughs> radical. And I was going to look I was gonna look at Qatar. I was going to look at Qatar. Very sexist country. Do you need a map? Very sexist country. Recently held the World Cup, though, and built stadiums. This goes. Yes. This fall. This all falls under leisure and sport. By the way, I'm relating it to leisure and sport, baby. Would you consider all sexism men, leisure? All, <laughs> all men. All men built these stadiums, and there was a severe loss of lives. Yes. And it just kind of like 
I, it's kind of hard to explain this without it being anthropological. That's what's weird. Yeah, see? Uh, see? But I think I think anthropology is just geographical. Mm. But it's just like how the culture kind of like developed out of that, you know, radical idea. But I don't know. I'll give you something again, I guess. Yeah, go ahead. Because um, you just said this is oh. geographical because it's anthropological. Exactly. I think this is anthropological because it's geographical. Give me some stuff about Cordy. Cordobalm. So, for the people at home and not in this room, he is holding a, a prescription Cordobalm uh, lipstick that I had to have when I was on Accutane. Um, so, yeah, Cordobalm. Um, I would say that is, I was personally affected by hierarchical diffusion, you could say, because. I was uh, diagnosed, prescribed, there we go, prescribed Accutane, and my doctor was like, you need to get a prescribed lipstick because your lips are going to be chapped, you're going to wish you were dead. And so I went out there, and then I saw, like, oh, an ad, like they had this picture of this, like, I can remember it so vividly, I don't know why, of this, like, uh, teenage woman just, like, putting on balm lip balm, and I was like, huh. Her lips are very not chapped. I want that. Who wants Burt Bees? And so I, so I bought it, and it was that that tiny thing of lip balm, ten dollars. Well, yeah. So I could say I was personally affected. Or do you want like the background on Cordobalm as a whole, or just that little anecdote is good enough? Shane, like the society's <laughs> that's good enough pressures to have maintained a state of unchapped lips force you to pay $10 for that little vial of portable, which is interesting that, to that, me. That, like, that's weird. That literally falls under geography, though, kind of. like how anthropology. The, sir, Stay in your lane, Shane. Human ge- I, I don't All right, give me something. Give mountains. me something. Give me one more how thing. How is that, like, a... Uh, give, yeah, the mountain Give me something. Give me something. <laughs> Give me something. Let you stick with your little pawns. Give me something. Give me something. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I like how we all look around the room and we're thinking for something. Um, let's go with, ooh, how uh, moose and orcas are increasingly fighting in Alaska. That is, dude, because there's, because there's deforestation going on, morphing at the geography of the land. That's why. Well, I, that was a test because okay. I was just seeing if you were like had a pulse. Okay, yeah. You seemed very distant. You know, will you calm down? Sorry, well, you, you are, you that was are, just a stupid one. You came I think. to the studio. I feel like that was very easy. Intoxicated today. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. He did. Or we're, we're slowly nudging him out of the process. Okay. Mm. Mm. Okay. Can you explain mm. to me how paper clips? Are ge- geographical. Anything. First of all, something that we have to come up and agree upon is that um, this, like everything that is phys- a physical item, has been created with something from the earth. Not paper clips. They come from the sky. Yeah. Uh, Everybody knows that. So I think automatically that's geographical very easily. A paper clip, though. I guess you could. You know, I already gave my point. That's enough. 
<laughs> yes, was, it was. You literally never said anything about a paper. They're like metal. Like, they're made out of. <laughs> they're made out of metal. Where's metal? I think that one's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. That one is a little bit of a stretch because you could say that about really anything, but it comes from the earth. It's metal. It's metal. It's metal. That's geographical, right? A metal is from a mountain. Yeah. And a mountain is on a map. What does that have to do with the actual geographic? Pla- there's pla- there's plastic paper clips though, as well. Which, you know, you can go into the whole littering debacle, which is like a whole nother, you know, plastic is an issue in uh, a bunch of uh, so- southern Asian countries. That's actually, around that, uh, 90% of the litter inside of lakes is actually in South Asia. Wow. Yeah. What like, is South Asia? Do they drink sweet tea there? Do they watch Alabama? Or like, what, what would be their what the hell? <laughs> the college football, yeah, the Singapore Crimson Tide, the Singapore Crimson, cr- cr- crimson, crimson that might have monsoon, <laughs> might be eighty percent. I looked that up, but uh, I will not. Okay, yeah, don't. Yeah, it doesn't it's too much work. But uh, wait, you said we had two segments here. Yeah, we will. But go ahead and give us another one before you end it off, because we can't end on your crappy note. No, we can't end on my crappy note. Oh, give us another one. Yeah, give us a... Shane Um, is, like, detached from society right now. Uh, let's see. That's going to peak that mic, Brother Bear. Oh, 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 crap, it's like... You got to tighten it. Oh, my God. Here, hold up. Tighten it. This is going to sound wonderful on the capture. Shane broke the mic. Shane broke the mic. Sorry. There. Should stay up. There we go. Why is it... You know how unprofessional that was? Do you know how unprofessional you are? I'm the most professional guy. I'm literally wearing a three-piece Mountains suit Mountains right are anthropological because we call it the mountains. They, they are because phonetically, yeah. why does that happen? Well, they are a great cultural symbol for... Highlighter. Give me that color. highlighter. Give me that highlighter. What is it? Why is it anthropological? So, uh, Harrison, I did the last one. Uh, do you want to start us off with this one? I did. I just did mountains. Oh, okay. Yeah. I said there is. I will take a. a I will take this one as well. Now you see the sharpie. It, it's kind of like a symbol for, for selectivity and seeing which things are important in a culture and Ooh. which ones are not. In a culture. And you assign this with a blue tint. You assign whatever you think is the most important with a blue, yellow, or neon pink tint. Ooh, I can little, see how you can relate that selectivity. one. A little selectivity. Yes. And I also, know. I would like to add the, uh, what's it called? Uh, cultural materialism that happens with the Sharpie logo. Whenever you're like, oh, I need something permanent to write on something, you don't say, hand me that, hand me that black marker. You are, well, sometimes you say that, but most of the time you say, hand me that Sharpie. Yes. Because that's what we know. And that's cultural materialism in effect because it affects your mind and affects the way that you talk about stuff. Because instead of talking about the actual object, you're talking about the company and the logo. Yeah, that's a great so, point. How about that trash can on the ground right there? Actually, now give me that little door ringer or door door stop. Give me the door stop. What door stop? We don't the have doors. a door stop. What are you talking? Yes, about? you can't oh, detach that. That, that little flicky doodah. I know. I'm just saying. Give me the. Give me the. Yeah, I'm saying give me the oh, relation. Oh, so I have a little flicky flicky door dob, uh, door stop, doorstop, doorstop, and that is, believe it or not, that is super anthropological because 
why do we create the door stock? Where do doors originate from? This is a Western type door originated in Indo-European uh, cultures. However, as we began to migrate over to America, there began, uh, and we started to deforest the land, there started to be a move in uh, out west where the wind would get so heavy because it would come off the Rocky Mountains and then it would hit the plains. And since we cut down all the trees, the wind would be so great. So we started to want to have door stoppers that didn't damage the walls because also during that time, we started improving and making houses more expensive and expensive. So what we created was a little door stopper right there. And that one specifically, there's a lot you can talk about that one because that design has been replicated over and over again because it's a little spring design and it has affected so many other designs in so many other ways because of its patented flexibility. Yes. And its rubber tip is, is what, what would you say? It comes from, God dang it, I rubber hate tip it. Comes. It's, it's rubber tip <laughs> comes from Indonesia because it's rubber. And I, I don't think I can follow up that. Yeah. I, all I, lo I lost it. You, all, it's over now. It's over now. All the academics I was going to talk about. Oh, I think you, we lost it. Over. I think the doorstop really represents enclosure because if you think about Ooh. it, why do you need to stop a door? It's to exclude certain voices and <laughs> individuals. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, so, the lack of social mobility for others, both proverbially the and exclusion of voices, <laughs> <is> the doorstop <laughs> and and other. The doorstop is a symbol. That flicky flicky Willy Bonker is a symbol it for is. the oppression of women in society. Wow, especially in India. Yeah, Pakistan, Pakistan, <laughs> Iran. All right, and more. You're very, now, you're very right. I, I agree. and that's the end of this segment. But we learned a lot, like how Shane is in, in fate is pro door, <laughs> pro door stop, <laughs> and yes. while me and Harrison, we we want the, the we want that, the hey, doorknob to slam against the wall. Yeah. You're Create you're the hole. one with the door stop in your house, okay? Well, I don't no, have a that's single, there. That, that's there as a symbol to remind. I don't me. have yeah. a, uh, <laughs> of the of the oh endless oppression. In call centers in India. Huh. Unlike your house, which is... <laughs> okay. They're lining the walls. It's like a wall of doors. Yeah, this is a wall of doors. Stop. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, I need to control myself. So, either way, you might be wondering, what are we talking about the second half? We're talking, we were talking about anthropology. What is the next logical step? Well... We said we brought Harrison here because he's an anthropologist. Well, we kind of lied. Because although it is very helpful to have him on, the sole reason we brought him here, besides him being a wonderful guest, is because we need help in this debate that me and Shane have been having for a long time. You see, Shane has always really liked Rush. And he agrees that they're a very good band. But I've always thought the impact of Big Time Rush far outweighs the impact of Rush. The, the tale is old as time. The Rush versus the Big Time Rush it, it, it's a debate. Big, it's a big rivalry because a lot of people don't think... Like, like, Fly By Night or Your Boyfriend will be, like, forever ingrained in the minds of many. Like, is it 
Alabama, Auburn, uh, conservative or liberal, your boyfriend or fly by night. I feel like that goes up with the top debates of all time. I'm going to need like a contention. I'm going to need a contention list for, from both of you. Okay, Shane, do you want to start giving your, your speech? Start us off with uh, why Rush is far outweighs Big time rush. The just the I think I think the quality is just much better. You know the thought of music. You know you have some very unique, very unique music coming out of Rush. Like it's not all. I don't think Rush is even. I don't think you fit it all under one genre really. No, not really. Yeah, I mean it's all just like there's so much creation there. It's like it's kind of like Queen almost. It is. Yeah, it's very. It, I mean they're all musicians is the thing. Yeah, yeah, they're all everyone in Rush. And for those it's at like home, Getty these, Lee, are, bro, these are bands. Getty Lee is like, I, I cry thinking about Getty Lee. I do. I mean, that's how beautiful of a man that it is. He looks just like your dad, by the way. I know. My dad like, has a it's shirt. Like, that's actually scary. My dad has a shirt that says, that my sister drew, actually, that says, differences between my uh, Getty Lee and me. And it said, uh, and it said nothing. And in parentheses, it said except one performed in Rush. And then you have uh, Y Y Z. That's a great song. <laughs> it's written, you know, Morse code of. Uh, I don't know what. What's the ba- Can you give me the background again, Harrison? What, what is mean? it like? It's the Morse code, code for, for like the, the air- Quebec uh, airport. Yeah. The code. It was Y Y Z. Of course. That makes perfect sense. Okay. Well, well that's, I'm just that's saying... what they heard it on the airport. I mean, in the airplane, they heard the Morse code, and they, that there would be a sick beat. Oh, that is interesting. I, d- I will say that I'm not. I don't hate on Rush, but it's just Big Time Rush has such an influence. And uh, was that all you had to say? Shane, I was just gonna say. I was just gonna. We can alternate. I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna go off of that and just say like the creativity. Mm-hmm. Off of that, like just said, that band is just incredible. So. You finished? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Big time rush. Where to begin? Well, for starters, in 2009, they first aired on Nickelodeon. Aired, you might say? Yes, it was a sitcom of four hockey players from Duluth, Minnesota. And ev- everybody knows their names from the back of their hand. Yes. Kendall Knight. Carlos. Carlos Garcia, James Diamond, and of course, who could forget, Logan Mitchell. Of course. Whereas Rush, G- G- Getty, Getty Lou, um, I don't remember their name, N- Neil, uh, Neil Party, Neil uh, Part, Neil Part. Um, I, 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 who's I'm even the third guy? Yeah, yeah, you don't know. Whereas everybody's like, oh, Kendall Knight, James Diamond, Carlos Garcia, Logan Mitchell. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. If you ask people on the street, I guarantee you, everybody. Everyone knows who Hitler is. <laughs> is it, but, I mean, he's not the best guy in the world. I'll tell you that right <laughs> well, now. Well, it kind of shows, like, well, like, to your point, Shane, with the Hitler contention in this argument with Big Time Rush, um, when you consider, like, who's the worst person of all time, you think of Hitler, because everybody knows Hitler. Nobody's like, ooh, Attila the Hun actually had a lot of... has a strong point. Because, although he's well-known, he's not the most well-known. Everybody knows Hitler. Yeah. He even has that name, Hitler. And just like that, Kendall Knight has that... Has <laughs> that, 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 that it sounds a lot like Hitler. Has that, that stinger. stinger. And my first contention, first point, which honestly, Shane had... 
Shane, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to put you in the grave on this one. Um, Big Time Rush has Gustavo Rock, where the, that's their record producer. Their expert, their famous producer. Mm-hmm. Who would come in with his puffer jacket and sunglasses and be like, I we like need more guy. music. Yeah, I like that guy. He's and funny. they didn't have that in Rush. Yeah, Rush doesn't have an equivalent to Rock mm-hmm. in his yeah. standards in music production. Yes. He was, he was an old-fashioned guy. But his methods really paid off as they became a really successful band. And may I say another point is that Big Time Rush is still touring to this day. And it had the number five hit in Latin America last year. I guess you can't say that about Rush. Yeah. Well, how's their hits in Latin America? Um, uh, uh, nothing. Nothing. Um, Shane, your, your, your rebuttal? Let Harrison rebuttal now. Okay, yeah, Shane hasn't. Uh, I mean, Harrison That's hasn't. right. Uh, collect your thoughts and let us know what you think. This argument weighs in the balance. In the meantime, while he thinks, me and Shane will talk about the weather. So, what do you think about the weather today, Shane? Um, I th- I, there's a chance of... Uh, oh, dear God. It's 55 degrees. Is it? Partly sunny, yeah. Here in Birmingham, is everything going well, Harrison? <laughs> yes, yes. So, so Rush has great albums, such as their self-titled work, Rush, first debut album. I think it was. I think it was self-titled. Um, Fly by Night, of course. Moving Pictures. Um, whatever Spirit of Radio was on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Hemispheres. That's a good one. Farewell to Kings. Clockwork Angels, Grace Under Pressure, and Power Windows, Rolled the Bones, many others. But I think uh, Big Time Rush keeps it compact with their three-album discography. And I think they just pack more of a punch while Rush just kind of sizzles out at the end, if that makes sense. It kind of started hot and then plateaued, whereas Big Time Rush kept on building with albums such as Big Time Rush, Elevate, and, of course... 24-7. 24-7. Who could forget 24-7? I mean, that's such a great... There are so many banger tracks on that album. Which side are you on, Harrison? I'm trying to play both and come out on top okay. of the end. Come out. So either way... You yeah, you're there. coming out with a W out of this. Okay. And may I say... Oh, Jesus. 24-7 only sold 35,000 copies. Whoa, really? Whereas the first Big Time Rush album sold 700,000 copies. I want to deserve You can't deny with that type of success. Yeah. And may I say, uh, Big Time Rush had many, like, many top hits in the U.S. kids' charts. Whereas I don't think... How many did Rush win in the U.S. Kids chart? I can't say that a single U.S. kid has listened to Rush. Yeah. <laughs> Rush kids get bullied at school. That's true. Yeah. That, that's the only way. Uh, like, bullying is not supported at school, except it's... Except, except it's for Rush. Rush fans. Yeah, then, then it's like all-out all out war. And then you're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey, teacher breaks up a fight. What are y'all fighting about? Then he sees the Rush shirt. And, and, he's like, and then he joins in. Yeah. Exactly. It is excused. Whereas big time rush kids, they're they're like the popular kids. That's cool. how that's how you acquire the women. <laughs> acquire the women. That sound Harrison, I can't believe you just said that. I'm sorry. Right after we got done talking about I'm sorry, that mobility. was hypocritical of me. Yeah. 
That was awfully geographical of you. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? Like, well, uh, uh, everything is, is supposedly geographical. Every, I'm not sure. <laughs> most things are geographical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most of them. Most of them. Uh, this is metal. <laughs> this paperclip. It's kind of a really big problem. <laughs> we are. A really big problem. Join us next time where me, Shane, and Harrison wrestle for supremacy. Oh my god. In the game of uh, <laughs> Smash Brothers Brawl. Yes, that is what we're referring to. What are you even doing, Shane? I'm, I'm researching. Right Shane now. is researching, so me and Harrison will spend this time to talk about our favorite memories of listening to Big Time Rush, or Rush. Um, oh. I personally like, um, yeah, since you showed it to me again, All the Windows Down, mm-hmm. and like that summer of 2012, where they would play... The cover of what, what is that? Blur. By Blur S- song two. Blur song two. It's good. All the windows down. Woohoo! And they just shot their own music video, which is them in Australia. Which apparently they're really big in Australia. It's is really weird because they're like they had so many tours there and so many they whatever. S- I don't know. They I seem like they, they would big. be very good, big in Australia to be honest. I know, but they're just like they're such like. American losers, <laughs> you know, like they're supposed to be hockey players, but they're all like skinny as a rail. They don't have any meat on their bones. Yeah, you know it just saying? sounds kind of Australian, almost. Dude, Tom like, They have such a influence over the southern hemisphere. Yeah, of influence. That is true. They came out to uh, like wait, what southern hemisphere? As in South American Australia. They have. They're really big in South America. They're touring there right now. Hashtag shout out to Big Time Rush. Uh, August 23rd, they're performing in Rio de Janeiro. Right now they're in Lima, Peru. Woohoo! Wow. I know, right? What did your research show you, Shane? Nothing. You know, 40 million album sales, mm. um, 14 platinum albums. Mm. Can you go ahead and give me some. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear that last part. <laughs> So I think we should just move on. <laughs> that, that's a that's a good contention, but um, Big Time Rush had one gold album. I just want I just want to say they had one gold album, and they went platinum eight times on the kid charts. That's true. Oh, the kid kids charts. choice awards. Kid cho- Big kid. Time Rush has them beat. I'll say that. And also, Big Time Rush has a kids bop song. That's I don't true. think I don't think Rush has like what could you what could you make into what Rush song could you make into like a kids bop Tom, anthem Tom Sawyer yeah Tom yeah. Sawyer or um, a modern day student does his homework stays <laughs> Tom Sawyer uh, people have to know Tom Sawyer do you think people are listening to this and don't know who Big Time Rush or Rush is. <laughs> I don't know why. What incentive they would have to click on to this if they didn't. Well, but I want. I want. I want to hope that they. As we know, we are holding them hostage. Yes. If you click off because of that, your cell phone will expo- explode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say we're gonna cap shame, but that that, that one that that works too. Yeah. That I mean, you see the 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 ferrous minerals that are in this nine millimeter handgun beside me are very geographical. Yes. <laughs> because the bullets come from uh, the trunk, uh, the mountain, the mountains, and the mountains are on a map. Therefore, it's geography. If you, if you hand me my Crayola and I'll circle the map that this is, this is. <laughs> I need you to solve the. <laughs> Shane is now dependent on Crayola. <laughs> he can't do anything without it. <laughs> 
Shane is. Show me on this map how you just got burned. Ooh, ooh. That was very funny. That was actually hilarious. Yeah, show me how this burning creates a <laughs> sense of belonging amongst us anthropologists. Ooh, mm. ooh, ooh, mm. ooh. Uh, but give me a demographic transition model for this. Mm. <laughs> Show us how your point has steadily decreased. You're in stage five right now. <laughs> stage five of demographic transition. Yeah, your argument is in stage five right now, bro. Neo Malthusian theory. <laughs> Ooh, now that's a sexy name right there. Um, but yeah, I would say Big Time Rush is like stage four. You know? Would you say? Well, yeah, Rush. They didn't break up because. I feel, like, purpose, I feel like Big so. Time Rush is in stage five. No, no, no. They literally, last year, had the number five hit in all of the Latin American charts. How are they in stage Latin five? America... They, they, and they scored multiple number ones in the kids' charts as well, yeah. which you can't deny. Yeah. I mean, they really have that market of, of that... Is Big Time Spirit. Rush what they used to be, though? That's what you have to... <laughs> or have they sold out? <laughs> have they peaked? They sold out, man. Have they peaked and there's no going back? That's what a stage five is. It's, it's I very, think they have. It's very interesting to see that um, Big Time Rush, they couldn't, because all their songs are owned by Nickelodeon. And when Nickelodeon got rid of them, they they can't perform those songs because they're they're owned by Nickelodeon. So they had to like create their own Ooh. songs now. Dying. And it's also funny to see a boy band filled of uh, like mid thirties, late thirty year old men just being like looking for a boyfriend, <laughs> girlfriend, and I need it. Girlfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend. And it's really funny to see because they didn't. They weren't always together. They broke up like twenty thirteen, and they got back together twenty twenty. A uh, very poor time to get back together in the middle of COVID. Yeah. But yeah, during that time, they like all didn't have that good of careers. Like I think three of them went into real estate. The other one sold cars. But they're back together. I always wonder what happened to people who just get swallowed by the by society and like they just mm. they just they just like go into non existence. I always yeah, wonder they what just they do. Fall into normality. Yes, exactly. I always wonder what happened to Dez from Austin and Alley. Mm. What did happen to Dez? Uh, Dez is still an actor, I thought. Dead. No, I'm kidding, I have no idea. Uh I like making up rumors about that. Yeah, you know Scarlett Johansson, the person that played Black Widow? Of course. Dead. Oh. Sacrifice for the Soul Stone. <laughs> <laughs> and we could use the time crystal. It's really weird to me. Like, I legitimately still think Robert Downey Jr. is dead because of that movie. Like, I literally, like, whenever I hear Robert Downey Jr., I'm like, oh, I wish he was still with us. Even though he, like, very much so is. I don't That's know what funny. that movie did, but, like, maybe because Doolittle came out at the same time, which, like, ruined his career. <laughs> <laughs> it but, killed him occupationally. Yeah. That was a weird, that was weird. i never seen it. It was so trippy, dog. That tri sticky icky. I don't watch movies anymore when they come out in theaters. Uh, except this year has, like, a very great lineup of movies that I'm excited to see, though. Well, speaking of movies... We all remember the day that Big Time Rush the movie came out. Yes, of course. I remember where I was exactly. Yeah. I remember what I ate for breakfast. Ah, day. yes. August 12th, 2012. Yes. We were all stuck around our TVs. P people, Times Square, filled with people watching on the big screen as 
the movie premiered, and it was a classic. Uh, but if you ask me to tell the plot, I cannot, <laughs> because I have no idea what happens. Oh my god. Um, but very memorable, and it's interesting to see, and I hope people know that I am, I am just joshing. Rush is obviously the superior yeah. of the two. I have to come clean because I'm grasping at that many straws. I've been, like, clenching my teeth the whole time defending big time Rush. <laughs> but Rush is one of a kind. And so, so, is, so is big time Rush to a... To, to an extent. To an extent. Yeah, yeah. But you can't compare the movement that is Rush to the f- bad that Big Time Rush was, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's very interesting to see. And there's a lot that goes into it. And it's anthropological and not anthropological. Um, I'd say it very much is. Yes. But not geographical. Yeah, explain to me how Big Time Rush is geographical. There you go. You can't. You have two seconds. One, two. Because of its spread across Latin America and Australia, just the entire Southern Hemisphere, that transition of a... Of a musical culture that's American into uh, the Southern Hemisphere. Who's going to tell you that that's anthropological? Well, I'm telling you that what you're thinking... The spread of culture is... Something that's anthropological is geographical. Because geography is anthropological? No, because anthropology is geographical. But if everything's anthropological, wouldn't everything be geography? Everything happens with on a map. (laughs) Except for... Except for things in space. Everything yeah. has a <laughs> except for space. Everything has a place and time and a location. Well, time and space is what we talk Ex- about. Except, in except for except for a place where you're right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. Go ahead. Shane, put, answer how that is. Put that, <laughs> that in your vape. Put that in your vape and pipe it. What, what do you? What is <laughs> it called? And, and puff it. And puff yeah, it. vape and pipe it. <laughs> I pipe my vape. I gotta I pipe, pipe my vape. Shane, tell me how that sick burn is geographical. Wow. Tell me how you just got totally served geographically. Oh, wow. Call, call me uh, John McEnroe, because I just totally served you. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, hold up. I'm putting my hand on Shane. Oh, gosh. You are. You're, you're parched. Thank you. you. Absolutely. Take a sip of that Dr. Pepper. Yeah, take a sip. Uh, do we have any more time? <laughs> Yes, we have some downstairs, don't worry. Alright. I brought I we got it just for to. you because Shane has been on the struggle bus. It is it is way too late for Today, this. yeah. Yeah. Shane has had a big weekend. Is uh, today Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. It's got, Sunday, oh my got god. School tomorrow. I thought it was Saturday for I know, bro. Kill me. It's gonna be so tough. Uh, don't know, oh, Shane. Kill me, please. No, we gotta go through it together. Um Okay. We got Flipping. At least it's B day tomorrow. Yes, and for all those counting at home, we got another podcast coming out at right after this one. So stay in tune. This is the end of this episode. Um, hope you learned something. Uh, it, it might be a little boring. I feel. I think this one was a certified banger. I think it is a banger and very educational, but uh, not not as not as filled with laughs. But I think, I think with, it's we, had laughs. we had laughs. We had laughs. Yeah, we laughed. We cried. It was very profound. All right. That's the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Parker Pro. With me, as always, Shane Wells and special guest star Harrison. Follow us on Instagram at Tortoises Podcast and follow us on Reddit at Tortoises Podcast. R slash and you slash both both of them. All right. See you all later. Everybody say bye. Goodbye. Bye. Ciao.